Reinholds is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Reinholds Show Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Reinholds Show Podcast. Today, holy, I think we're doing podcasts in cars, man. My next guest is literally chilling in his car. He's in the passenger side of life, but the driver's side when he was originally on. Um, I might have to chop this up on video to be like really funny and cool because I can honestly say on the Reinhold Show podcast, no guest has ever been in their car while doing the podcast. Uh, Rob is a personal trainer, licensed minister, public speaker, and author with 20 plus years of business development. Uh, he is uh, just a complete energy source throughout LinkedIn, which is where we connected. Uh, Rob is, is somebody that you can really tell has uh, his pulse on life. Um, both for several reasons. Um, but I think the one thing that, uh, we're going to start off with and, and Rob definitely has, you know, three, a, a three ingredient formula, uh, for total life fulfillment. And it's kind of weird because sometimes when I hear people have these ingredients and formulas, I kind of like, <laughs> how does that even work, man? Because sometimes life smacks yeah. you upside the head. That's it. And then it's yeah. over. Um, but Rob, uh, was shot point blank at gun range. Uh, and I just think, you know, my God, at, at point blank range, uh, what a what a what a telling moment in life. And I, I believe that life throws you some things that uh, you're going to have to immediately pivot uh, without further ado. Rob, welcome to the show, my friend. Man, that's a great intro, brother. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we do Thanks think we, me, man. <laughs> it is my, it is my absolute pleasure. So tell me about your, you know, kind of new lease on life tell me about the whole incident uh like how it impacted where you were at in your life at that time as opposed to where you are at your life at this time just uh just tell the audience what's up man man so listen i think anytime you have a gun pointed at you and it goes off you have a paradigm shift i mean instantly automatically something you can do psychologically you're gonna be impacted but what i noticed from that moment the, the awareness turned on you know, so what I wasn't aware of before, I was aware of everything. It's like my alertness, because I literally walked up on the gunman. I mean, I came out of the store, we're just hanging out like we normally do, drinking our beers. I see a typical guy at the car, I think this is somebody from the neighborhood hanging around. But typically, you know, you don't just walk up to your car when they have strangers where I live at. So I wasn't really alert. So I walked up on the guy who had the gun. So I literally enrolled myself in that robbery. Point was, if I was aware, you know, and that I may not have been in that situation. So what happened, once the gun went off, once the bullet went off, um, it traveled through my outside of my arm. My, Rob, my boy's name is Rob. We both got robbed. So we, we're always like, yo, we got robbed. <laughs> I mean, it's funny now, but not funny then. You know? <laughs> but literally, I was in the middle part in the car when the car, and I never told this story from a car. Wow. Yeah. So the, 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 the shooter's here, I'm here, and my boy Rob is in the, in the driver's seat. So he basically says, give me all your stuff, your rings, your money. I'm like, get it, take it fast. My boy is taking something else. I don't know why. Turn into, it turned into him trying to take the gun, the guy getting out shooting. So bullet comes. The bullets, we move. We both go back before the Matrix came out. We both go back, right? One bullet goes to the outside of the arm, then comes to the inside of my arm, travels through my shirt, goes in his leg. The reason I know it went through my shirt because later on that night, after I've been stitched up back from the hospital, I'm holding my Barry Sanders jersey up. Oh, you know, it's wow. bloody. 
And I'm looking at it like, wow. And I'm noticing the holes, like five holes in the front of my shirt. I'm like, why is there holes in my shirt? Jeez. And I saw the hole in the arm and I realized when I went back, the bullet literally came through the inside and just missed my chest cavity by whatever you want to call those millimeters. Yeah. Another awakening. So I'm, I'm being woken up here. So if I just got shot, awakening, then I realized, wow, well, I could be dead for real, awakening. From that point, man, I'm just going up the steps. So, I mean, that's like a quick, you know, but I'm going up the steps now. <laughs> wow. So, so after having that happen, like, do you feel that your whole life at that point led you into that to some degree? You feel like you weren't making good decisions that was, you know, bringing you into a situation like that? Or do you feel like this was just a complete random act that, you know, stuff happens and, you know, yeah. you did, you did mention you weren't alert and kind of, kind of messing around. And so do you feel like yeah. any of this could have been prevented? Like how, how has this kind of pushed you forward? I mean, it could have been prevented, but there's everything happens for a reason. It sounds Absolutely. cliche, but everything happens and creates a past, a history. I mean, precognitive learning is basically everything you learn in the past creates the now. And so I could have done things differently, but it would make me who I am to this point. But it does allow me to realize that at that moment, I did wake up to realize that my future now was in my path. So now I can make these same mistakes. My grandma used to say, look, the dog bites you one time is the dog's fault. The dog bites you two times is your fault. And then I said, the dog bite you three times, you just stupid. You know what I'm saying? You got to wake up. So I'm not trying to be getting bit twice or be stupid. So just the awakening. So that, so where does that play into today? You know, so, you know, through my, throughout my life, 20 years, I mean, I, I've been a pastor for 10 years. I studied neuroscience, psychology. I mainly studied psychology because I wanted to know more than the doctors knew about me because they were giving me the stuff that I didn't know what was going on. They had these meetings and I had no idea what the, what they were talking about. But once I realized it, that's how I, that's actually how I got off drugs too by doing that whole route. But the point is, um, neuroscience psychology became a personal trainer because I wanted to stay alive longer. You know, mm. you know, when I've always been an athlete, and in order to compete, as you're getting older, as they're getting younger, you better do something. So all that just kind of evolved in my life, mentally, physically, spiritually, psychology for the mind, the body, health and wellness, personal training, and you know, the spirit, basically becoming a pastor, man, and marrying people and burying people. I didn't like, I don't like the burying part, man. I did that a couple of times. I, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, it takes a lot of strength, you know, to bury people, but I mean, bless them for, for letting me do it. Point is, here we are, man. So now I'm aware of this mind, body, and spiritual connectivity, we call it holistic wellness, which allows me to really be emotionally intelligent. Mm. Mm. And that's where the formula came from. Because the formula was already there. But by becoming to rising into this person allowed me to become aware of its existence to be able to describe it to explain it. Feel so me? so you're absolutely so you now where does LinkedIn come into your orbit, man? You're you're somewhere that you're someone that's on LinkedIn really heavy. Why has LinkedIn been such a platform? And I did ask you about you know, are you on Instagram? Are you on any of these platforms? Yeah. And you said, you know, down the road, I definitely have plans for that. But, you know, I have my focus yeah. is where they are right now. Why is LinkedIn, yeah. you know, kind of that platform that you feel, oh, man. you know, is something that you're sharing your story or going out there? A lot of people do Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that. You like LinkedIn for it. Why is that? Yeah, man. So I became aware. Here's the awakening, the awareness. And when I became aware and alert, I came back to LinkedIn. I've been on LinkedIn for a long time, but I just came back about a year ago. And just so happened when I came back, 
LinkedIn came back. Mm. So the awareness and the alignment, right? So now my purpose is to connect with life coaches, trainers, mm. authors, speakers, content creators that want to spread their message and connect with each other. I built this. I didn't build it. My partner built it. We built it. We built this organization that basically cultivates that. So people like us connect with each other and do their thing. Well, those people are LinkedIn. Like the survey, this is a, a couple months old, you know, 570 million users, you know, but only a million pieces of content produced every day. I mean, that means <laughs> and the even even less of that is as video content. I'm like, and I love doing video content. It may just all make sense, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I'm so so I'm here learning, growing, networking, and just really living out my purpose. And LinkedIn just become that beautiful ground for the seed to grow in. Absolutely, I think I think too though when you look at uh, LinkedIn as opposed to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, the biggest thing I notice is that. It, it, it LinkedIn at, at one point for me seemed really dry and stuffy because I've been yeah. on it for a few years and I just yeah. said, man, this is this is weird. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden this personality started coming back towards LinkedIn. And I really yeah. like that about it. So for you, you're you're on there B2B trying to connect with trainers, like minded people and whatnot. How have you seen or what has been your result in the last year of being on LinkedIn? Uh, so it's been it's been great. Um, it's been great. It's been growing. So I've, you know, began to understand more how, how to network on this platform, you know, and really it's just about bringing value to people. You know, I've just been kind of getting better at that, finding mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. And that's really, that really comes from listening, you know, mm -hmm. that comes from intentionally wanting to bring value to people, you know? And so I just happened to also stumble into, again, this is all awareness. You know, mm -hmm. I was working, I was building a platform like this a couple of years ago. It's on the app. It was called Fit World. Things didn't, you know, things pivoted didn't where I wanted to go, but I still had the idea. I meet my partner, Glenn Garns, who already had the same type of infrastructure built for the mm. thing I was trying to build. And so I flow into this. And so that's nine, 10 months ago. That's LinkedIn. And so we literally have been just connecting with speakers and coaches, podcasters, and anybody who has a message. And it because they want to connect with people. We want to connect them with people. It, it really just works out, you know? It, it really works out. Absolutely, know? man. So where do you get all this energy from? So much energy. You're everywhere. You got your profile picture stands out because you got the pink going on in it. Uh, <laughs> you, you're, you're everywhere. How, how do you feel? What do you feel is the state right now of, I mean, just humanity? I mean, you're talking a lot about holistic. You're talking a lot about awareness you're talking a lot about mindfulness like where do you yeah. feel you know where do you feel we're at as a society with all of this well man we are going in the right direction man you know if, if you watch if you're only watching the news this is probably a shock to you but the news job is 80 percent drama because that's what brings you back but we're actually doing 80 percent good i mean it, it, you think about the nonprofits, the initiatives the people the podcasts the mm. consciousness it's rising and we just so happen to be in the this is again the best era the best era of humanity right now because one this is the mindfulness era okay mm. even it's, i saw the word mindfulness on the cover of time magazine twice in the last 12 months you mm. know mindfulness is even being adopted adopted by corporations because it raises their bottom line you know so it's like mindfulness is just the thing it's good though because this is also the information age mm. the age where you can get information faster to people 
I had a conversation with England, um, Oakland, Africa, all in like a, two hours. Mm. Like we can do things and communicate at light <laughs> speed. So we're doing this at light speed with relevant information. Wow. So um, the state of the world is great. It's gearing to get better because people like us are waking up. We're coming together. We're utilizing these technologies not to replace relationships, but to enhance them. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. The, the enhancing strategy. And so I honestly believe that marriages, hypertension, divorce rate, you know, uh, drunk driving, murder rate, uh, suicide, everything you can think of that's derogatory. We'll never be able to erase because you got to always have a polar opposite for something to exist. Mm. But you can minimize that joke. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can minimize it. Micromanage it down to this is just a thing that's controlled. Mm. So, you know, that, and that that could be like a kumbaya story, but it's, it's really relevant. You know what I mean? Do you feel like with a lot of people are kind of harping on social media in one aspect and they're saying, hey, man, uh, you know, social media is making, you know, things worse and, you know, creating anxieties and and online bullying. But like you said, you know, a lot of people are also create, using technology to bring people together and engage yeah. the speed yeah. of light in which you can connect with somebody and push you know, content or product out has never been heard of. And like you said, yeah. in a whole day, you could talk to like six different parts of the world and yeah. be done that by lunch. And that's yes. just unheard of. Now, yeah. it's it's bananas is what it is, right? So the media is, you know, the media to me is kind of funny now because they're last. I mean, humans are, we're, we're, we're communicating way before television's getting the story. You know, you, right. you, see, you, you, see a, you see a television story out there and then on Facebook, it's like, oh, yeah, I seen that like six hours ago. My friend lives around the corner of that. And so you're like, holy, like, so everything right. is the, 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 the information. That being said, how do you feel people stand out in a, a world that you're right? I think 1% of the population creates 99% of the content. How does somebody mm. stand out within that content parallel when so much is being fly, flown at somebody? Meaning... Consumers nowadays are so educated on what is happening that it's, yeah. you know, how how does a content creator or a producer or anybody or even such as yourself really yeah. stand out uh, oh, yeah. and get through that clutter? That's good, man. Number one, know yourself and know your stuff. It's two things. You know what I'm saying? Know your stuff and know yourself. Like if you know what you're talking about, you have the domain knowledge, then people are going to they're going to listen, you know, because you have it. And if you know yourself, meaning a lot of people, they know their stuff, but they don't know themselves. And that's mm. where we got this whole thing, you know, authenticity, you know, the root word author, the author of your life. It's so mm. hard for people to be themselves because they, they're looking at models and they're getting lost in the models. Mm. Right. And it's mm. very scary to be yourself because what if I commit to being myself and they don't like me? Mm. See, some people are blessed to be born to not care. Mm. I was one of them. I never cared about that. You know, but it's okay. You can still strengthen your care, you know, your non-care muscle. You can Absolutely. strengthen it, you know. What was the question again, man? I went on a rabbit trail. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the main, no, just the main question was, how do you stand out through the clutter yeah, 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 when, yeah, when yeah. people are getting so much information thrown at them at mm -hmm. such a high rate of pace, yep. given uh, people's bullshit radars are, never, are, are so smart and so high now? Yeah. Yeah, man. And so, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay with those two, you know, because for me, that's what has happened. Like, I, I know my stuff. I know whatever I'm talking about. I know it. Right. 
And then when you see me, you know it's really me, right? Mm. It's not somebody putting on something to try and get you to do something. So we ended that. And that's really, I mean, you got three steps in the process. You got to get people's awareness, then they take interest, then they take action if they want to. But it's the awareness. Their the awareness. What are you doing to become to make them aware? So if you look like everybody else, but the moment you look like yourself, you look different. Absolutely. Absolutely. The moment you look like yourself, you look different. You automatically look purple cow. Yeah, Seth Golden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. automatic. Like, wow, okay, thanks, Seth. Yo, Seth, just quotes of Seth, man, changed my life. Just a quote, you know what I mean? <laughs> do work, what? do work that matters for people who care. I'm like, wow, wow. That's how yeah. <laughs> yeah, the work that matters for people who care because it's so it's yeah. very simple. Seth Golden is amazing. When 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 we come down to talk about, you know, if we talk about somebody such as yourself, when you talk about education, knowing your stuff, you know, is there a couple books that really changed your life that you you kind of you didn't just read the book, you studied the book, you know? Is yeah. there yeah. I mean, we talk about authors like uh Robert Greene you know, mm-hmm. law of attraction. You talk about how to win friends and influence people kind of thing. Yeah. Is there any yeah. book for you that you've read, you know, once, twice, like you've studied that damn book, you know, what's on chapter one, page six, you know, man, listen, it's really the entrepreneur's Bible, man. You know, there, there was a guy who, who basically studied the, the most powerful richest men in America, man. You know, it, it was like the richest man in the world said, listen, I want you to go study these dudes like this. Napoleon Hill was like, he was like 25 years old. And he got a chance to sit with Thomas Edison and Henry Ford and just a bunch of other people. And from that, he compiled, and this actually, Think and Grow Rich isn't what he compiled, was the law of success in 16 lessons. There was a whole lot of other stuff that happened before that. But then out of that came Think and Grow Rich, which has been literally the entrepreneur's Bible since probably so, just, you got the Bible sold that many and then probably think it grow rich. You know what I'm saying? Probably. <laughs> it's like, like that probably. But that, man, because the principles that Napoleon Hill is talking about, like the mastermind principle, like the mastermind principle will, will literally change your life. Your life will suck. If you do the mastermind principle one time, you'll change your life because what happens is you involve other people, like-minded people with a like-minded goal. Meaning, once you get your goal clear and you know where you're going, you get other like-minded people, boom. Even the Bible talks about where two or more are gathered. Jesus said that. He said, where two or more are gathered, there I am. That's a mastermind. He's talking mm-hmm. about masterminds, man. You know, and so that collaboration, those little principles, a definite chief aim. Another one changed my life because you wake up in the morning and you have all these different things you got to do before you know the day is gone. Mm-hmm. You do that again, the week is gone. Do that again, the month is gone. Do that again, you got 10 years gone. You know where the hell it went. Where did it go? Mm-hmm. Mm. I tell you what, when you didn't know where you were going, and the hardest target to hit is the one that's not there. Think and grow <laughs> rich. I've never read it, and I hear it constantly. I hear it constantly. <laughs> is is when? How old were you when you read this book? Man, I started personal development at twenty five. My first tape was Wayne Dyer he said, "When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change." And so once from there, I just I became a personal development junkie. So it was within that twenty five year old era because. 25 was, was a great year. Wow. Yeah. Good. For, and then how old are you now, Rob? 44. Man, good for 44, you, eh? 44, you feel, man. You feel good, though, eh? Man, 90, 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah. 10%, dude. It, 10% is interesting, but 90%, I'm good. <laughs> Good you know? for you, man. <laughs> 10% is, I like that. I got to use that next time. 
How you doing, Ryan? Yo, 90% of the time is all good. 10%'s a little funky though. 10%'s a little interesting. 10%'s a little interesting. I, I, no, man, I think I think we're all granted a hall pass to feel how we want to feel, you know, a, a yeah. small percentage of the time when it comes to, to, to negativity or, or whatever. I think we're all human. I think we can chalk that up to human. I think there's yeah. something beautiful about being flawed, you know? There's no perfect human out there. And it's amazing yeah. from the from the start of I mean science, whatever anybody believes, you know, is listening to the podcast, whether you believe in God or you believe in you don't believe in God or you believe it came from monkeys, whatever, I don't judge. Mm-hmm. But right. if we go all the way back in history to when, you know, we basically can say like when did when's the first sign of us? People yeah. have constantly been, you know, it's kind of like when we go into um a boxing analogy i like to i like boxing yeah me too mike tyson says something real good and he said you know, <laughs> i love this one i love yeah this. <laughs> mike tyson is anybody who's listening that doesn't know mike tyson you've been sleeping under a rock but mike tyson said you know um how, everybody asked him how do you become so good so young you know and he just said it's when i hit the bag you know he's hitting that speed bag and it's just going just rumbling pattern recognition refinement pattern recognition Mm -hmm. refinement and he said i just had those words going pattern recognition refinement and he said those three words really can cultivate into massive success so when you talk about things like think and grow rich when we talk about self-development we talk about holistic when we talk about changing the way you look at anything pattern one Mm -hmm. if you're in a bad pattern we know what that does right i mean you start thinking negativity it starts manifesting right recognition so now you've said, hey, I know I'm in a bad pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got refinement, which is basically, well, what are you going to do after you realize you the pattern that you're in? And this right. can go negative and positive. So what do you think about pattern recognition refinement? Man, that sounds like that sounds like the fulfillment formula, man. <laughs> that sounds like the that's basically what it is. You know, self-reflection, course correction. That's the first two ingredients. I mean, the self-reflection is really evaluating, taking a look at what, how you're showing up. What are you doing? What is the pattern? Like, what am I doing? Like, how you're showing up in your marriage, if you don't ha- have any idea what you're doing and you just showing up, a month is going to go, two months, a year is going to go by and you're going to wonder why your wife is stepping out and you have no idea, but you paid her no attention, you know? But if you recognize, just self-reflect for a second. How is she receiving me? Like, mm. what's the feedback for real? Not what I painted it to be. Uh, then I realized, okay, maybe I just need to do something like get some flowers and do some date nights. You know, maybe I should. Whoa, that's the course correction. Mm. Self-reflection course correction. So, yeah, to what, how do I feel about it? I mean, that's the formula. I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's it. I mean, and honestly, for anything in life, your relationships, my athletes that I train, you know, I was telling my athletes, though, as a wide receiver, I hate wide receiver, but they put me there sometimes. You know, I had big defensive guys, DBs on me, and, you know, it would bump me before I got off the line. I couldn't even move. So immediately, self-reflection is like, okay, that's not working. Course correction says, all right, when this time we line up, when they go to bump, I'm going to dip in and go out, right? Mm. Jab step. So that course correction allows me to get past them, post, catch it, you know, the rest is what happens. Mm. The point is, I never I never get the course correction if I don't self-reflect. Mm. Same thing in your marriage. Same thing in your business. A lot of us have businesses and we're not self-reflecting nothing. Mm. We're just on robo. <laughs> you know, we got 67,000 thoughts a day, 90% of the same thoughts, we don't even recognize them. And that's what we're doing. And so if mm. you don't recognize what you're doing, that's how you wind up not knowing what the heck you're doing. 
self-reflection. I'm headed for self-reflection. <laughs> there you go. Let the beat drop. I like I like that. I, I like D, I DJ too. So I love I love music, man. I love you talk about fo- you talk about football. So Will Packard, if you have you ever heard of Will Packard? Big time movie Will guy. Packard. Tyler Perry's no. he's produced some massive films. Google oh, yes. this Google yes. this man. So Will Packard, I took one thing from him. So behind on my wall, you see a football helmet there, you see football cleats there. This, we talk about pattern recognition refinement. We talk about course correction. Will Packard said they were doing a home tour of his house and he got to his, his office study area and he said, this is the air, this is one of my only areas in the house that is just for me. And it's an area that I can walk into with any mood, bad mood, not feeling good, not feeling enough, self-doubt, all the nasty yeah. stuff. And I'll look at this wall and it just uplifts me. So this is my I am enough wall. It's got certain ah. things on there that mean the world to me. So course correction, football saved my ass, man. My mom, I was raised by a single mom. My mom passed away when I was 13 and I was super angered. Those football cleats got a, literally some other guy's blood on them from when I ran down one of my biggest, I was a running back, I was a tailback and I ran down that two hole and I obliterated some guy. He, his head just popped back. And I'll never forget because the guy was just bleeding underneath his helmet. And I literally said, I love this game. And this is where I got to take a lot of my energy and put it into something that was good. So when you talk about, while it's directed, and when you talk about, you know, self-reflection, course correction, and humility, football and sports and, you know, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, go find your football. It could be Mm -hmm. painting. It could be jujitsu. It could be reading. Find something that just automatically makes you feel good. What in your yeah. life that do you whoa. have? Whoa. What what in your life do you have <laughs> that is your I am enough place? Is it a wall? Is it a is it a book? Is it a folder on your phone that says good things? Is it a person in your life you call up? What is the one thing that's almost like a fail-safe switch that mm. boom? Man, I have vision goals imprinted in my mind right i have six vision goals and vision goals are the vision i have for my life in this particular area so the five leads to the one which is six it's the my personal goal my spiritual goal my relationship goal my physical goal and my financial goal and all those help me create my legacy goal right and so every morning i repeat that you know and not just only just repeat it, I actually re- refine it. Sometimes I don't feel like it, but every time I do refine it, I find a better way to do it. So my personal goal is to master every minute. I want to master every minute of my day. You know, mm-hmm. my energy and everything, what I'm watching, what I'm doing, even family time. If it's family time, it's family time. I want to master my minutes. Mm-hmm. And then my spiritual goal is I'm going to follow 10 breaths a day. Mm-hmm. And I know because when you follow a breath, when you follow mm-hmm. a breath in through your nose, nasal passage and out, it immediately centers you and releases you from everything, all the distractions. That's your connection to God if you want it. Mm. So my, my, I'm committed. I'm committed to at least creating the bridges to do that. Then my relationship goal is to have at least one date night a week with my wife. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm. Mm. I'm fo- I'm focused on that. I know I told a story earlier about somebody cheating. So my it wasn't her. That wasn't it. I'm just saying I'm doing she did not cheat on me. Now Rob, let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's where's your wedding ring? Man, so she had a problem <laughs> with that for some years too. For okay. some years. She just let me go about three years ago. 
through rings in my skin. They just they're not feeling it. Like it's the it's most uncomfortable thing. Yeah. So I told her I was gonna do. I was gonna do little the, tattoo. Yeah, we're gonna do it. I said, but that's painful. I said, you really wanna put me through that kind of pain? I'll do that for you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? There's a little psychology in there, but I just want you to know what I'm feeling at this point. Well, so, I ask you, you know, I ask you that. I ask you that now because it's interesting because I've had a few, I had a, like, I, the only ring I wear is my wedding ring, but I had a lady, um, it was funny, I was returning my bottles. I'm, I, I, I it's so funny because people ask me my tendencies. I'm a, I'm a, I love good quality, but I'm frugal. I, I will go over to, I will go return my pop bottles in my Versace suit. I do not care. Okay. I do not care. There's some things I just don't waver on. However, this one old, older lady, she said, a young man, it's so nice to see you wearing your band. And I was like, Oh, excuse me. What did you say? She's like, Oh, your wedding ring. It's so nice to see you wear your wedding ring. But I do notice a lot of people don't wear wedding bands anymore. And it's every time you ask them, it's funny. It's a conversation starter because they always got a story as to why they're not wearing their band. And, and you know what? They, you know what? They all react like you. It's so funny. I'll be like, so how come? Why aren't you wearing your wedding band? Yo, man. No, no. I got a story for that. I got a story for that. Right. And if I ask a woman, she's like, oh. You know, I got a story yeah. for that too. You know, yeah. everybody's yeah. always like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, yo, dude, I got a story about this." But no, sorry, continue. I had to make mention of it though. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> so you, so you got your personal goal, your spiritual goal, and relationship goal. Now you got the physical goal. My physical goal is I wake up in the morning and I have this thing called the, the attitude of gratitude. Mm. If you go on, on on YouTube, type it in seven minute morning. I created the seven minute morning for myself a few years ago. Because I said, if I don't have seven minutes, I don't have a life. Uh, so I'm going to dedicate seven minutes. The first minute is just thinking of things I'm grateful for. Because literally, your gratitude determines your attitude, which yes. determines your altitude for sure. It's 100%. When you feel good, your perspective changes. You light it up. Then I have my inner bath, which is a glass of water. Oxygenate the cells. Get you all fired up. Then I do 100 jumping jacks. Oh, 10 burpees with four oh, yeah, push-ups in between. Oh. Right? And great. when I get out of the shower, I do 10 breaths. Well, I do five breaths and get 20 push-ups knocked out. So the point is, by the end of that 30-minute cycle, I've done 50 push-ups, 10 burpees, 100 jumping jacks, have my water, stretch, and thank God and everything else I want to thank. And now I'm in it. 4.30, I'm, I'm ready to roll. So that, and then the financial goal, so that was the physical goal. Now the financial goal for this one particular initiative I'm working on. So right now I'm just focusing on this. Everything else is happening, but I'm really putting my intention on this. And my goal is to create $240,000 a year for it. Mm -hmm. So I know that's $20,000 a month, $5,000 a week, $1,000 a day. And $1,000 a day is gonna come from this 100 touch point process I created, which means that I literally connect with 100 people, not 100 people, 100 touch points. Could be two times someone connects with me and I tag them. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. two points. But the point is I'm refining that 100 touch point process. So that people I'm sharing information with is valid to them, it's relevant to them, they care about it. Mm. So that's gonna get me the end goal. And then doing those five gives me the vision legacy goal, which is to help develop billions of healthy, wealthy people. Mm. Mm. Interesting. That creates that. Good for you, man. Why do you think it's something that, it's funny, I had a conversation with my wife this morning because 
you know, people know the podcast, but I own a marketing agency. And then it was funny for the long time. I would never tell anybody about my DJ business because I didn't want people to be confused, so to speak. However, I do believe that, you know, even growing up, I was always a kid that was like, you know, even coming out of high school, you know, I wanted to be a psychiatrist when I went to university, but I, I could never just say, you know, what's Ryan? I never could say, I, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an engineer. It just, nothing worked for me there. And I said, I, I'm multi-talented. Like I have a big personality and I have, you know, and I have the will to, to make it happen. So every once in a while, I always check in with myself where I, you know, where I, I'll talk to my wife and say, what is my goal of the podcast? What is my goal of the marketing company? What is my goal with the DJ business? Right. Who right. is Ryan and how does that align with our family? How does that align with our time? How does that align? Because as you know, when you have kids and stuff, you need to make smart decisions at the same time yeah. because you got kids to take care of and things like that. Right. And for me, I, I it's, it's something that I would have to say constantly on a day-to-day basis. I'm always checking in to make sure what is your focus? Is the focus yeah. changed a little bit? Why do you think we as humans struggle so much? It's so funny. I think the average person doesn't have necessarily a problem with working. I think the average person has a real hard time figuring out what the hell they want and Mm -hmm. what their actual goal is. Because I feel like, man, once I've said, here's the goal, the only thing I'm doing is sitting back and being, okay, the goal's here. What do I need to do to get from here to here? And That's it's it. like, it's game on, man. It is. So h- it. why do you think people struggle with this so much? And it's man, not just you, some people. It's la- everybody. It's, well, Most 80% people. of people go to jobs they hate. Oh. 80% of people go to the grave with their dreams unfulfilled. Like, why would mm. someone, why would we, and they're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. It's just they don't know their purpose. Yeah. Right? And so I wrote a book called The Purpose Search. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> because I because I knew how difficult when I realized that I arrived at my purpose. It's like, dang, how did I? What just happened? Because you know I'm a social scientist. I want to know everything. I told you I became a psychologist. Well, not like a clinical and institutionalized, yeah, yeah. but knowledge wise, I became a psychologist minded person because I want to know what they were doing to me. You know, same process. Um. What was the question again, man? <laughs> I love that, man. Good for you. Uh, no, just why do we struggle? With figuring out what yeah. the hell we want to do and what our goal is. Because we don't have our purpose, okay? So I wrote the book. I was going to talk about the book. Here's the thing. There's so many things happening, right? So the purpose search, I realized it was my gifts, talents, resources, and passion. There's four things, four keys that help you unlock your purpose. It's one, recognizing your gifts. Everyone has a gift. Mm. Everyone, when you're born with something, you got to spend, ask people around you, ask your family. Spend some time with yourself. Everyone has it. But once you find it, write it down. Mm. And then you want to write down your talents. Now, talents are very similar to gifts, but these are things that you, skills you've acquired because time that you worked on it, you've, you've invested energy in it. And also, so you write that down. You can also write down talents that you want. Like I wanted to be a Facebook marketer. So I studied Facebook marketing. Mm. You know, I wrote that down. Right. So you got your list. You got four columns. You got your gifts. You wrote them down. Your talents, you wrote them down. Now your resources, mm. that's everything that's around you to support you. And a lot of times this is the aha, because you never knew what was around you because you never looked. Mm. Mm. It's Newton's law. Once things in motion stay in motion, once you start looking, things start happening. Yes. Right? Yes. So you got your gifts, talents, your resources, you're looking around, and then you got your passion. Like what like what fuels you? Like what gets you up early, keeps you up late? Like what are you passionate about? 
bring all that together. Start thinking about those things. You know, and, and there's a process to that. But the quick way is, what do you love? And with the thing that you love, how can you help other people with it? That's the mm-hmm. fast route to it. Like, what do you love? What's, what do you what do you feel? Like, what is it? Oh, you want to help kids? You want to help inner city kids? Okay, good, good. All right, good. But you know what, Rob, right. though? You have to understand, though, when you ask yeah. a lot of people what they love, they don't, a lot of people don't know that, you know? It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you, you know, it's kind of the classic principle, you know, figure out what you love to do, whatever you're willing to do for free and make yeah. a career out of that, right? That's it. And, That's and it. a lot of people don't, but they don't know that, you know? So how do, how... How and why do people like what's the journey to get to that? You know, oh my gosh, it's just that self reflection, you know, going back to that, yeah. right? Fast, you know, listen, they can have it in a moment. Like, it takes you know, eight years to become a lawyer, you know, you got four years, you know, become a teacher, you know, instantly to understand your purpose. Instantly, all you have to do is stop. See, people don't want to stop, you have to stop. Mm. Mm. See, because what's happening is you're replaying the thoughts that are telling you you can't, you won't, you shouldn't. And until you stop, they're going to keep running. You may try and bring a new program in, but that thing getting, you know, those bulls that run through the street mm. and people getting people mm. getting ran over. Mm. Like, that's what happened to those new thoughts you got. Mm. Right? But you clear the street for a minute. Clear the street. Mm. Mm. Do that. You do you know, that and something will you know, happen. It's <laughs> funny. I, I had a fascinating conversation with, uh, with a guy a few weeks ago. He he worked his butt off. He's uh, maybe like 38, 38, 39, really put his head down. Kind of. He said, you know, eight years, I just worked my ass off. He's like, I thought everything was going well. I was, you know, doing speaking. I was on airplanes. He's like, I managed to save, you know, five hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash. All my debts were paid. And he said, I woke up one day and I was just completely unhappy. I felt like I was my head was so down that I didn't even know where the heck I was. And yeah. I said, what did you do? And at this time, he was like 33, 34. He's like, I didn't work for four or five years. So I was like, okay. And he's like, I had to stop. He's like, I yeah. stopped everything. He's like, my family told me I was crazy. Like all this opportunity you work for that's now here. It wasn't making you happy. He's like, I stopped. He's like, I actually went through my half a million dollars to live on. And I went about $150,000 in debt. And he's like, I cannot tell you how happy I am. He's like, wow. everything is so clear to me. And he Man. said, I said, so what are you doing now? And he said, I'm building everything back up, but it's brick by brick by brick, by brick but it's, in, but it's in my, it's on my terms. He's like, That's I've good. never been, he's like, I've never been so conscious or, or felt each brick as though I do mm-hmm. now. He's like the, the level of, he's like, if I made a hundred grand before, he's like, I feel the same when I make a thousand dollars because the thousand dollars, he's like, it's honest to me money. Mm-hmm. Honest to me money. Honest to me money. That's a it, book. It's a, that's a <laughs> book. That's a book. Honest to me money because yeah. he's like, I'm making this not based on what everybody else said I should do, not based on what I thought I should do or what they think I should do or should do. Um, yeah. But it's honest to me money. He's like, I'm making it based on my own terms. And it it just something that shook me to the core because you can go on this whole cycle and make money and get success. But then it's like, is that even what you want to do? Because at the end of the day, we have to we have to address it. If Mm. somebody comes up to me and says, Ryan, I'm happy. I just look at them and I said, brother, sister, I love you. I want to hug you. So I get this energy and be at peace. You made it. Like if you're happy. Yeah. Good for you. Good for That's you. It. That's the island we're trying to get to. 
that's the island we're trying to get to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, love, I love that story, man. Your, your, your boy is building that thing up brick by brick by brick, and that thing is going to last like it's, it's like the Egypt towers, man. You know, you you, you you know, there's a there's another guy, Jason Maiden, which is the first African American intern uh, for Nike Air Jordan brand that was on the podcast, and he's a complete word poet. But you know, he 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 used to go by the the saying, "I like, I wish, I wonder." But he said, mm-hmm. "To not be your full self is to discipline the world of your authenticity, which is usually needed." And this is the mm-hmm. real truth of it of it, right? So I think mm-hmm. about all these conversations that we have along the way, and. You know, your three ingredient formula, self-reflection, course correction, humility. I mean, when you do have all three of those things, that really is the jelly in the pot, man. It really is. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. So having said that, as we're, as we're coming to a close, what does people have to do to get over themselves? You know, ego is something that, again, a great book. If you ever read it, Ryan Holiday, Ego is the Enemy. Have you ever okay. heard of that book? Great Ryan book. Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Ego is the Enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Ego is in everything that we do. Yeah. Ego is in pride, right? Mm-hmm. You might have to not drive that 7 series BMW because you wanted to just always own a little flower shop and you need the right. money that you're putting from there to put into your business. Ego, pride, right. and and caring about others. In Rob Howes's point of view, what do people need to do to really get themselves out of whatever the funk they're in? Or enrich and enhance the great stuff that they have going on. They got to understand how the game work. Put a strategy in the framework. Success comes from the pain's birth. That's the only way you're going to gain worth. <laughs> you got to give it up to get it back. You want your life to change. You got to change in fact. You got to make a shift in your paradigm. And once you do, ain't no looking back. Because the rear view is nowhere near you. The windshield is more clear view. Never let the fear steer you. Spit the truth I'm here to. Break it down, I don't mess around when it come down to my kingdom, folk. We plant and see the prosperity. Stick around, watch it grow to hope. So you plant to see the prosperity. How do you do that? Add value to people's lives, man. Like, guess what? You're probably depressed because you're all about you. That's what I was doing. That's why I was popping the pills. It's all about me. Look at me. I'm going crazy. You are. But the moment I turn my attention to somebody else, I got the reflection off of me, of that negativity. I'm still rhyming, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's what it is. You just bring the value, man. Like, love people. You know, same thing with people. If, if someone gives you a negative comment, right, like a troll and, you, and you're feeling horrible about it, go give a good comment to somebody else. Watch how that whole feeling leaves. Anytime you're feeling horrible, just go do something with somebody. We were designed like this on purpose, people. There's mm-hmm. chemicals that are released when somebody does something good for somebody. There's these chemicals released in us that influences to do it more. And anyone who even sees the act get the same chemical could release. Energy is transmittable. So my point is, add value to people around you, and that's how you'll rise. It's really interesting that you say that, too, because it's like when somebody's not feeling well, that's why physical fitness is something that's great, because it it's weird. You go out there and you kill your butt and you go run and you do burpees or whatever, but those endorphins yeah. that you get back at the end of those, oh, yeah. it, man, it, man. It, 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 it just takes your day throughout the whole day. And yeah. just, I mean, you go to bed and you wake up feeling the same damn way. And, yes. You know, you know, it's funny. <laughs> we, we, I always like to say people, whatever we need, we already have it. We yeah. already have everything we actually need. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, this, this smartphone. Yeah. If yeah. you have one of those, you are locked yeah. into the world. People yeah, ask man. me, people ask me sometimes, Ryan, how'd you get some of these guests on? You want to know how I got them on? 
I went on Instagram. I took an Instagram video. I said, hey, Rob, I want you to talk to me. And I know that you a very smart man and you shaved your head because you got too much knowledge up in that brain and the hair had no place to stay. <laughs> and Rob's like, who the hell is this guy messaging me asking to come on the podcast? But this is how it's done, you know? It's just yeah, it's just yeah. human-to-human interaction. My podcast was, was created on the foundation of curiosity, but it was also created on the foundation and principle of allowing a safe place for people to listen to a conversation between two humans that allows them to give them the key to themselves to go deep, to go dark, to go light, to go somewhere deep inside themselves in an intimate basis that yeah. maybe will impact them in some minute or big way. And that's it, man. That's it. That's, that's it, it. Man. You're doing it. That's, that's beautiful, dude. <laughs> that's, listen. <laughs> so look, man, well, what, what, one of my goals is to win a Grammy and receive a Nobel Peace Prize collectively with my organization. Hopefully in the same year, you know, that'd be a great milestone. But my goal is that the reason for the Grammy, because music is everything to me, but the Nobel Mm. Peace Prize is because anybody or any organization that accomplishes that has done something that's worth talking about. Mm. They've left a legacy that's impacted people. So I know if I do that, that's at least a milestone. I don't need the accolade, but some accolades are like, you know, monuments. Mm. So Grammy and a, no, and a Nobel Peace Prize would be fantastic. I say that to say, man, that, that I'm, I'm going to drop an album soon called mm. Mindset for the Mindfulness mm. Era. Mm. And I'm going to be sending it to you, man. You're, we're, we're taking this old school, man. We should send our music to the DJs. I you know, love we it, man. We should send our music I, to the DJs, Hell man. yeah, I love <laughs> Yo, it, man. Kick with all the DJs, man. Kick with all the you, DJs. You, you know what I like to say? It's so funny when it comes to music, right? And it's, it's all kind of music, too. I mean, I, I, I love hip-hop. Maybe I'm biased, but I think I'm biased for a reason. But, I mean, I look at classical and Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett and all these people too and Aretha yeah. Franklin I mean the, the what what these people were saying in their lyrics was that of Napoleon Hill I mean can you imagine yeah. if Tupac wrote one book wow now let oh. me ask you this just let me ask you this just imagine that Whoa. we took we took Tupac's one of Tupac or Biggie's album or Nas and we transcribed it into words and we made a book Dude, oh gosh! Like, and and Il- when I when Il-Matic I ask, will, Illmatic will change the world. <laughs> well, and when I ask people, when I kind of mention this to people who love music and stuff like that, I'm like, what if we transcribed everything and put it into a book? It, it's funny how most people, though, they've never really thought about that. Like, you're, th- yeah. you're talking about think and grow rich, and I'm like, could you imagine Biggie took all his lyrics and made that into 17 chapters? It's an icon. Like it, it would be a bestseller, yeah. man. Like it, it would. Right. But it's so. I guess my point in saying that is that messaging comes through various different mediums, through various yeah. different people, and through various different mouths. Uh, Rob, how can people get a hold of you? What are you about? Where can they reach you at? Uh, for everybody who's listening to the podcast right now. Well, well, first, if you're on LinkedIn, it's my number one spot right now. LinkedIn is where we are partying, hanging out. It is a great place. And if you if you haven't been around there in a while, just swing in. You know, they got these live videos. It's really a communal feel. You know what I mean? So do that. Here's the other way. You know, I have a website, robhousespeaks.com. So, but I'm also the number one Rob House on the planet, guys. <laughs> it's me. 
I'm the number one Rob House. Like, I, I got some Rob House somewhere else. Like, man, it, man how that joker gonna say he's the number one Rob House? Because Google said it, fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am, though. You know, I'm thankful. Oh, no, so. man. I, I, I love it. Rob, uh, any last uh, last words you want to say to the audience? And again, from me, man, it's been such a pleasure having you on and, and having a conversation, my brother. Man, first of all, thank you for having me on the show, man. I love your personality. And the jacket you had on yesterday, you know, when you're done with it, let me know. Just let me know. If I got boys all the time, man, they drop stuff like I don't want it. Okay. You know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. You somebody was saying? saying somebody was saying on LinkedIn there about uh, Bruno Mars, and, and I said <laughs> if you actually go to my Instagram, you look at some of my wedding pictures from a years a few years ago. I wore this salmon uh, salmon colored jacket, the blazer. People still to this day, you know, it's funny though when you wear a jacket like yesterday and, and my wedding jacket, you can only wear it maybe once a year because everybody sees it. So if you start trying to wear that thing twice a week, like no, 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 you, you it's yeah. a staple piece. You can't do it. So yeah, this, so the jacket I brought out the other day is hilarious because I'm like, well, if I'm gonna bring it out, it means I can't yeah. bring it out again for a while now. Because everybody's look gonna, at the so, calendar. So look this whole calendar. this whole this whole thing on the jacket, I'm still hearing these little flittered comments. I'm like, oh man, a jacket. <laughs> Uh, everyone, thanks so much for listening to another episode. Please remember, like us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you like to consume your podcast. Again, curiosity is our mandate. We are just here to help uh, provoke uh, curiosity and uh, have fun doing it with some really special people. Rob, thank you very much for being on the show, sir. Well, yeah. Thank you, man. All right, man. I'll let you know when it's up, and uh, let's All keep right, cool. chatting on LinkedIn. All right, brother. Have awesome, a blessed man. day. You too. Thank you. Thank you.